This is the After Party, live with Jim McAllister and John Daly. Hello, Kim. Hello, John Daly. What up, what up? It's like 105. (laughs) Oh, wait. What? Oh, no, I hit that. Sorry. 106.15. 106.15. We're a minute late. My Mm -hmm. bad. My bad. I'm sorry. But here we are anyway, and welcome to the after party. It is going to be quite the party today. Welcome it? to it. Yes, I'm I'm loving it. I love that interview with Stan Zimmerman, I have to say. He's so much fun. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. did you see that on the Mark Thompson show? Uh, I caught he, most of it, but... Yeah, he wrote the Gilmore Girls and the Golden Girls and Roseanne, and he's got this new show, The Ladies of the 80s, which is going to be on the Lifetime Network. Nice. So he's just, he's got, he's so much fun. I like nice. him. Yeah. Lifetime. Forgot about that. Lifetime. Is that still Lifetime like a crazy... network for women. Isn't that what yeah. they used to say? But isn't yeah. it like crazy movies? Is it still like crazy movies with like over the top acting? Like when uh you know someone adopts your child and then the, the biological mother comes back and, and right. attacks everyone with a knife in the right. most sinister way. Yeah. She's very motivated. Yeah. yeah. Um Okay, let's uh, let's get started. Uh, <laughs> well, that wasn't very nice. Oh no. Um, yeah, let's talk about animals because we have this this these deer. They just leap through, and all of a sudden, you can never see them coming. This one crashed right through a window into a TJ Maxx store oh, that's in right. Maine, and you know yeah. the after party is the top news source for news in Maine. Hi, that's Brian. That's true. Hi, Brian. So, yeah. Yeah, we have police... this whole uh, report. It's like uh, almost a minute long. Oh, okay. Let's watch it. Yep. You got to check this out. Police in Rockland caught an intruder they didn't expect. Yeah, so this story begins around 1 p.m. yesterday, so on Thanksgiving, with an alarm call to the TJ Maxx. When officers got on scene, they found the front window had been smashed and they could see items had been knocked over inside. They secured the exits and then went in looking for a burglar. And then in the corner with the dining merchandise, they found the culprit. Skidding, <laughs> he is skinny across the dial was a white-tailed deer. Yeah, we all get excited for TJ Maxx, but this is next level. The animal had somehow forced its way inside and was running around the store, behaving more like a bull in a china shop than a deer in a department store. <laughs> Police and store management heard of the animal outside and it was not seriously injured. Oostermaid stopped by today and the window hasn't been replaced yet, but the store is open and everything inside is all cleaned up. Well, wow, he was very proud of those quips there during that. Yes, story. he was. How do you catch a deer like that? I mean, that's I kind of you do. You galloping the through the store and you hope he runs door, out. Yeah, yeah, and kind of hope that they just hope for the best, right? Yeah, it looks like the deer wasn't in, wasn't seriously injured and everything's okay. It's just a little bit of cleanup on aisle seven there. Yeah, that clearance yeah. aisle uh, is in trouble. Uh, this next story from Maine. Hey, Brian. Lobster <laughs> caught in Maine has two colors and two sexes. Oh. What? You say what? Let me show you a photo here. Um, check this out. Um, you can't completely so see here, but it's, it's orange so and ha- blue. And okay. um, I'll get a different photo so you can, it's a little clearer. You can see that because there are orange lobsters, there's brown lobsters, there's blue lobsters. And sometimes you get multicolor lobsters. But a lobster caught in Maine is drawing the attention online wow. for a couple of unusual attributes. It's half red. Well, they're calling it red, but it looks kind of orange to me. Yeah, Half red, half blue, as well as half male, half female. How progressive. 
Jacob Knowles said that the lobster was brought to him by a friend and fellow lobsterman, and he dubbed the crustacean Bowie in honor of musician David Bowie's famously androgynous style and mismatched color eyes. And here's another photo you can see from the bottom there. Um, I was just blown away by it. He said the lobster is an extremely rare find. Nobody I've, uh, uh, nobody I've talked to in the harbor has ever seen one like this before. They've never seen anything like this before. Never seen anything like it. Nope. So that speaks pretty loudly. Uh, you can see there on the bottom, it looks like the, it's got genitalia of both. Um, New England aquarium biologist Jordan Baker said only one in uh, 50 million lobsters share Bowie's dis, uh, uh, bicolored appearance, have multiple colors. There are these embryo mutations or changes in the ontogenetic development, the combination of embryos or division that basically makes two different animals. They said Bowie is currently being kept in a cage in the ocean. Um, I wonder why that is. Baker said uh, she's hoping that the lobsterman will consider donating Bowie to the aquarium, which is already home to multiple lobsters of unusual colors. Um, a lot of lobstermen in our area in Maine and the rest of New England have been really generous when they find these rarities and offer them to us. Yeah, so. it's really interesting. Yeah, huh. pretty, cool. Pretty cool. Yeah. yeah they, I yeah, wonder what they said when they pulled that one up in the lobster pot. Like, oh, I've got to check this one out. This is cool. <laughs> uh, you know, this only happens in Australia where Crikey. a... Uh, crocodile infested waters uh, at the beach the visitors had to rescue a wallaby struggling in the surf yeah yes so this person says they were walking on trinity beach in cairn when they cairns cans cans Cairns. i've been to when they spotted a woman looking out into the water at what turned out to be her husband trying to lead a little wallaby back to shore the woman uh, told the man that her husband had been out in the water for about 10 minutes. So the other person swam out and helped the wallaby more than 150 feet from shore, disoriented, wouldn't come back in. It was kicking. It was tired. It and would we go have limp. a video of him getting out of the water. Yeah, he had, to be picked, he had to be picked up. So he was struggling a little bit. Let's take a look at how it all worked out. It took the two men roughly 10 minutes to bring the roo back to shore. But celebrations were brief. I was a bit more embarrassed because I was just in my jocks and was wearing my favourite undies from Kmart. While it might not have been the safest move, Angus says he'd do it all over again. The man's wife had sort of said, oh, lucky it's stinger season, boys. And, you know, I was like, oh, I didn't really think about that at the time. <laughs> Something you do to help out, isn't it? As an Australian, I guess. Yeah, did you catch that? Yeah. He said uh, that the woman said, uh, you're lucky it's stinger season. So there's jelly, there's jellyfish. Like anywhere north oh. of a certain point, basically like the top half of the, the east side of Australia, you right. don't go in the water. Because not only is it like, you know, crocs, but it's also right. other things that can kill you, like stinging, like major stinging uh, jellyfish. It doesn't yeah. sound like a happy place. I'm but they also you. have, they have Kmart and Kmart's <laughs> still going strong. Kmart's like their target. The, I think the Kmart is that what like, it is? split and there was like Australian Kmart. But it's not it's not the same company. But they have oh, Kmart, which is a different kind of, funny. kind of Kmart situation. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, this has been this has happened before with wallabies and the surf at this beach. So, you know, it's not the first rescue, but glad everything worked out. We've seen with, something like this before. This, we have seen something like this before, but glad everything worked out with this wallaby. This next story of, is like my me, ultimate fear. Before we go on to it, mm. let me say thank you, Flo, <gasps> giving thanks for Tuesday's the after party live. 
Flo, we're giving thanks for you, my friend. Thank you Thank for you, that. Flo. Super kind. And Wes Yay! with a $5 super sticker. What up, Wes? Thank what you up? so much for that. Uh, we appreciate the super stickers. Of course, the super sticker, super chat open for business. And we've got the PayPal account as well. You'll find that in the show description. Do I want to know what this story is about? I don't know. Uh, this is the kind of story that like haunts my my, my nightmares. Uh, bring it on. Let's get it done. Uh, oh, is it your story? Oh, it's my story? I thought it was your story. I think it is. I don't know. Well, it's okay. I'll oh, is it. it me? Okay. Yeah, I'll it. Oh, I'll do it. Okay. This is... Uh, sorry, I, th I thought we were going to spiders, and I didn't want to do spiders. We're going oh, no. to this. This is right. This is a horrible story. And I don't know about you, but every time I'm driving behind a yes. vehicle with a, you know, lumber hanging off with a little flag yeah, like, like or some strap. type of poles like a, or like a strap, mm, yeah, or a, a um a gardener truck, you know, with yeah. kind of a, a loose lawnmower bouncing around in the back. Right. I am way or back a dumpster from all that. that has like a flimsy tarp on top of it, and you can mm. see stuff coming out. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, this happened in Denver. This woman said. She felt lucky to escape this whole thing when a metal pole flew into the windshield of her car on the highway. No, she was merging no. on to Interstate 25 in Denver when an airborne pole uh, headed no. directly for her windshield. This is Talk like that about, Final Destination movie. It is well, yeah, or any you know. There's multiple movies where people, someone's when they need to kill someone off, right? For the plot line, they right. have you drive behind a giant pole in a truck. <laughs> the impact, she said, within a split two seconds, she sees it coming. Yeah, saw the pole hurtling toward her window, ducked to avoid it. Thank God, well, she's lucky. The impact sent glass shards raining inside the car, but the pole did not enter the vehicle. Oh, it was a pole, like a foot and a half pole that maybe, like she said, three or four inches diameter. She said, I couldn't tell if it fell off the truck in front of me or if it was already on the highway and his wheel kind of kicked it up. Right. But um, So it hit the windshield and then flew over the top. And flew over the car. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, she said she wants the city to crack down on drivers who fail to secure their loads. It's absolutely. She said there's no enforcement of things falling off of people's trucks. I've seen ladders on the highway so often. I don't know if it has anything to do with that, but this is definitely a severe problem. So, yeah, that's a scary one. Whew. Yeah. You know, it's not scary. $10 from Beth Farmer. Thank Thanks, you, Beth. Beth. Much better than a pull to the head. We much appreciate the, the $10 super sticker. That's really She needs kind. Uh, farmer's Thank insurance. You. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that lady did for sure. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, let's move on to the next one. This next one is about um, Target. Target. Are you a fan of Target? Target. Mm -hmm. Oh, Target. yeah. Target. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, where you can feel superior because you don't go to Walmart, right? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> well, Target's in trouble. Target is being roasted online. Um, for Black Friday signage. Uh, and people are realizing that a lot of their signs are just the same price, right? Oh, so you can see the one there in the that's photo. That's not a sale. Ridiculous. It, says, it was already $4.29 on sale, and then they put the Black Friday on top of it, $4.29. Target rep is addressing the viral callout. This is happening on TikTok, of course. Mm -hmm. so watch out. TikTokers are on you. Uh, a, a billion strong. A recent TikTok video showed a guest uh, questioning if there was a sale on three Samsung TVs that had both a, a Black Friday sign sale as well as a sale sign behind it indicating the same price. They act. Uh, they add, in fact, the TVs were on sale before Black Friday as part of our early Black Friday sales. This is uh, Target. 
We continued to offer those items at the same discount during Black Friday, but updated the signage to reflect the extended timing. Um, and I like that people are like pulling out the old signs, <laughs> taking the signs like, what's underneath there? The rep continues in both instances. Well, that's guess, smart, right? I mean, now I know I'll look under the sign. Yeah, guests would have had, they would have saved the same amount between 20 to $80, depending on which TV they purchased. Those discounted prices compared to the regular prices are clearly shown in uh, both signs uh, in the video. So you can see the regular price is $479.99. Gotcha, um, and finally, Target. we know our guests are looking for flexibility when they shop holiday deals, which is why we began Black Friday sales uh, in late October, and we'll continue offering great discounts throughout the holiday mm -hmm. season. So you know what, Target, maybe you should take the old signs out. That's exactly right. And yeah. I will say, Target, there's a difference between a Target. regular sale and a Black Friday sale. Target. So Target. you should know you need to make it, you know, what would have would it have killed them to make it like 420 or 422 or Stay whatever? At home and get baked. Totally. There's a new list now. Oh, oh but Julie. 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 $5 from Julie. Thanks, Julie. Julie. You guys made my day. I love you. I love you all. So kind. Um, Miriam Webster has a word for the year for 2023. Oh. You know, in this whole year of be woke, whatever, oh. the word is authentic. That is the what? most searched for word of the year. Oh, oh, I thought mm -hmm. you were going to go with new words of the year. This is no. the most searched? Most authentic. Searched yeah, authentic. Weird. I know. Authentic cuisine, authentic voice, authentic self, authenticity as artifice. Look up for this word artifice routinely. Artifice word heavy on the we don't have a dinger uh, routinely heavy on the dictionary company's site but apparently went to new heights throughout the year editor at large peter sokolowski telling the associated press we see in 2023 a crisis of authenticity uh and that when what we realize is when we question authenticity we value it even more Mm. Mm. So authenticity, the biggest word of the year, but there were others. Authentic uh, follows the 2022 choice of gaslighting. And again, other uh, highly searched words, love, affect versus effect. Uh, those are high lookups always. People checking those words out. I get those. Uh, let's but, see. Like, you don't know what love means? What are you, the Grinch? Oh, what is love? What is love? Here, the Grinch is just like tap, 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 tap. What is Rounding it? out the company's top words of 2023 in no particular order. Riz, which is slang for romantic appeal or charm. Kibbutz, which is a massive spike in lookups because it's a mm -hmm. communal farm or settlement in Israel. Of course, it was attacked right. October 7th, or one of them was. Implode. Many of them. Uh, when the Titan submersible imploded, a lot of people wanted to look up that word. What does implode mean? Uh, dead name. The interest was pretty big in what does dead name mean? So people wanted to see that as well. Uh, also, doppelganger. That is a word lover's word, they say. That's the double or alter ego, of course. Coronation, when King Charles III uh, was coronated in May, people looked that up. Yeah. Deep fake, people looked that up a lot. Dystopian. Uh, climate chaos brought on uh, interest in the world. So did books and movies, TV fair. It is unusual to see a word used in both contexts, they say. Covenant, also, uh, that is a usually formal, solemn, binding agreement, a covenant. And also, indict was looked up because of uh, Donald Trump indicted on felony charges. So 
Those are the words of the year. There you go. Like you don't know indictment. Like, come on. How many years yeah. has it been? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to be happier, well, they're saying it in your marriage. All it takes is an affair. People no. are happier in marriage after having affairs, according to the study. These study people, they do everything, right? There's no, there's no limit to their imagination. This is the, probably the raciest photo we've had on, a, on the show. Um, people tend to have strong views when it comes to cheating, but it turns out it could help your relationship. At least that's what a recent study has found. Having an affair is good for your marriage, according to this new study poll of 1,400 self-confessed love cheats found that 72% said their relationship with their hubby or wife had improved dramatically since they started an affair. A total of 52% even said their sex lives with their spouse had seen an uptick since they started cheating on them. Rather than romping just once or twice a month with their partner, they were at it like rabbits, boinking up to six times a month, three times more than usual. I feel like you have something Here's to say. Here's the problem with this study is that it was done, conducted by an extramarital affair website. Oh, we're getting to that. Uh-huh. I mean, come on. This is a load of crap. <laughs> at the same time they were romping with their secret lover at least six times a month racking up their monthly bonks to 12 i love that they're calling bonks that's three times a week treble the norm for brits this is a, a british article the study by extramarital extramarital dating site illicitencounters.com found yeah. that nine in ten of those polls were having a, a fling that were having a fling admitted still having sex with their partner asked if their relationship had been better since they started 72 percent said it improved dramatically with just two percent saying they had become a frosty affair um that it had hmm. become frosty and 26 percent saying there's no noticeable change um asked if they had more or less sex with their partner since starting the affair 52 percent said they did with just 23 percent saying that they had less sex and 25 percent saying it stayed around the same spokesperson for illicit encounter said we pulled 1400 married members to see what effect having an affair has had on their relationship at home. We found that 72% of married people say they are happier in the marriage since starting the affair. And of those, 52% said they're actually having more sex. But I guess if you're already a member of the website, then you already have like a, a bias. Right. Mm. Um, I just, yeah, no. These are not Absolutely like random, not. random people. Obviously, they As John like says, cheating. help your relationship or destroy it. Right. And it's all fun and games until your partner finds out that you're having an affair. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a difference between an affair and an open marriage, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so if they're saying affairs spice up your your yeah. marital love life, then that's wrong. And, you know, Lady Beatrice says something about, well, um, the Bible, infidelity is against the Bible. Just don't do it. No. You know what? Uh, sorry. Okay. Y- y- maybe that's what keeps you from cheating. But for me... It's the vow I made to the person. I made a promise. I keep the promise. I care about the person. I would never intentionally hurt the person. Right? They're, they're, David is not only my friend, but my husband. And so you wouldn't hurt a friend. I would never hurt him like that. So whatever the Bible says, that's great. But I take my vow that I made, my promise to him, more than Your anyone covenant. else. That's right. Way to call back. That's beautiful. No, um, I, I don't. Know. Can, can I we don't just know. stop in uh, one second? I have a question um, for the for teacher. Uh, is this like a dual tub or jacuzzi? Why, there's like a like a divider down the middle. Interesting, isn't it? I don't know. Is that? Is that maybe it it's a lover's tub? Like double, you want different temperatures, tub. but you don't want to touch each other. Well, somebody wants the blue light, and somebody doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, if anybody has an answer to that. I thought that was kind mm. of strange. 
Maybe there's a little gate in between. Hmm. Yeah, I like my temperature yeah, like, a, like 90, 90 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the it's from the commercials. Julie says cloistered tub. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, anyway, yeah, I don't buy that whole affair helps your marriage thing. Baloney. Ever since the affair, we've had to split our tub into two. <laughs> <laughs> this this story, I just want to show you guys the picture. That's really all I want, or multiple pictures. It's about a giant tumbleweed blowing across the road in Southern California, and it's a big one. Wow. Video circulating on X shows this massive tumbleweed rolling over a span of the road. This gargantuan tumbleweed in Simi Valley is being nicknamed the buffalo because that's oh, what yeah, it looks yeah. like. It's so it. big, it looks like a buffalo. So tumble buffalo is what they're calling it. Tumble buffalo. Somebody else is calling it an absolute unit. <laughs> <laughs> Tumble Buffalo. It's caused, they think, by high Santa Ana winds. No vehicles appeared to be impacted by this one. It just blew across and kept on going. I don't know where it ended up. But that's a big, big tumbleweed. Look at that. Yeah, that's pretty That'll scratch your car. (laughs) Yeah, that'll do some damage. Uh, We have something else that people are growing. And I think you mentioned this uh, on Mark's show yesterday. Um, But there's a booming business in the Amish community uh, it's cannabis. They've turned to cannabis in Pennsylvania, where Green Revolution is underway. Growers help to s- they hope to sell more than three million dollars worth of crops to mega fir- firms in California and the Midwest um, by twenty twenty five. So this is from DailyMail.com. They gained an exclusive behind the scenes um, access to a network of Amish cannabis farmers in Lancaster County, where the Green Revolution is underway. Farmers are seeking to capitalize on the newly legalized market of hemp cultivation. Cultivation which feeds a CBD industry expected to be worth $16 billion by 2025. One savvy Amish businessman is trying to pull their resources for medicinal purposes, but he admits not all within the community are being responsible. The Amish are media shy and tend to shun publicity, extolling instead the virtues of modesty and humility. Uh, at their request, DailyMail.com has agreed to only use their last names and obscure the faces in their on their photos. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Uh, they have all these um, machines which... I don't know. It looks like there's an electric cord plugged into one of the, in the back there yeah, with a light. I don't Are they know. allowed to use electricity? I thought they. I don't think so. Aren't they then anti-electricity people? Because there's also a motor there an- at the bottom. They're anti-technology, but maybe if you build it yourself, it's okay. I don't think they're. That looks like it came out of a factory. Anyway, both of those things are electrical. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it's part of a national trend in which the Amish, who once relied heavily on tobacco crops, are pivoting more uh, to the more profitable cannabis cultivation, feeding a newly legalized CBD market that we mentioned um, that is forecast to be worth more than $16 billion in two years' time. Um, yeah, everyone's getting in on it. I guess there are going to be some uh, some Amish mansions. Uh, look at that. Wow. Maybe they can get a visit from Snoop. This is an interesting marriage. Oh, look at all that. Those are not watermelons. <laughs> no, they're not. There is a relationship where the wife is a 49ers fan and the okay. husband is a Seahawks fan and they're fervent oh. fans. Like that's very important to them. It would be like a Nikki Maduro 49ers thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So huge fans and they married each other. And so they have this rivalry. Every time the 49ers play the Seahawks, they have a bet that they make. Okay. Yeah. So this year it was taken to new heights 
the bet was that they had to get a tattoo of the other opposing team, whichever one won. Oh, whoever won. And so the husband, Jason Irwin, had to get a 49ers tattoo. Well, they also have this ongoing thing. You can see the picture here where he has to wear a sandwich board sign that read, did the 49ers just score again on one side? And I pretty much just lost a bet to my wife on the other. It's not the first time that they have had to wear the sandwich boards, but this time this friendly wager escalated to a tattoo. After the 49ers 41-23 win in the NFC wildcard round uh, January 14th, I guess of last year, I don't know, Jason had to get a tattoo of Sourdough Sam, and there you see it. Yeah. Is Sourdough and, Sam in brown face? What's going on there? Um, I don't know. He does look like he is. I don't yeah. think Sourdough Sam is usually so brown, but hey, whatever. That's Left fine. Left in the oven. A little Sourdough. cooked a little too long. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, so yeah, this is really escalated. They say they have fun with it, you know, that it's become something fun that they do together. I don't know if I want to look at that sourdough Sam on my arm every day, though, if I was a Seahawks fan. Yeah, you've got to have some limits. I don't know. <laughs> Isn't there another way to embarrass your husband? I'm sure you have plenty. Don't you have a list? Oh, oh yeah. I'm still working on compiling that list. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, I say no, no, no. Uh, that's a little it's too permanent for me. Something else we kind of mentioned on the Mark Thompson show the other day is the rising cost of food and yeah. how social media posts about prices are kind of dragging down the President Biden campaign oh. because he's being blamed for all these rising prices. But yeah. it is true. I Thanks, had, I had a friend... No joke. No joke. ...who went to buy... Two, I think she said two uh, large French fries at McDonald's she ordered, and it was 10 bucks. It's pretty insane. Yeah. So this story is about McDonald's or fast food in general, but McDonald's prices, their menu prices are up 10% this year. That's on top of a 10% increase last year. That's a lot. It is. Uh, Chipotle, I know this uh, personally, Chipotle has to, uh, raised their prices five times since June 2021 five times. Despite slowing inflation, analysts say fast food chains uh, won't dial back the prices. Inflation may be slowing, but when it comes to skyrocketing uh, fast food prices, the damage is done and there's no turning back. Inflation has broken the levy wall of low prices uh, at um, QSRs, which is that stands for quick service restaurant. I worked at McDonald's in high school. Mm -hmm. Not to brag. Uh, This is is according (laughs) to a restaurant (laughs) consultant. Uh, over the past two years, chains such as McDonald's, Chipotle, Pizza Hut, and Starbucks have raised menu prices to combat high commodity costs and wages. Fast food, long known as one of the cheapest ways to eat, no longer feels affordable to many diners. Um, speaking of 49ers, I, um, we served, um, we served uh, Joe Montana. Oh, look at you. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I ask a fast food question? Sure. I haven't been inside a McDonald's in a really long time. Is this how you order now? At a little uh, screen most like locations that? have they have them now yeah um mm. depends on which location. first i saw them in europe a few years ago um but when they raised the uh, minimum wage of course then they just start getting rid of people what's interesting is uh taco bell now has this like in front of where the normal register would be so most huh. places they have like one or two registers still left in case you really want to order but there's nobody really stationed there they're they're kind of walking around they're working in drive-through they're working in the back and somebody has to come out to help you 
Um, but uh, McDonald's definitely has these screens and some locations have like six of them and they're like double-sided. Yeah. Um, like if you go to the new McDonald's in Petaluma, they toured the old one down that I worked at. The, the new one has very little lobby space. It's like, it's all about, um, you know, pull up and uh, we take it out to the car kind of thing, right? Or like um, you go through the drive-through. Like that's, that's what the emphasis is, right? There's no more of that. Like yeah. bring your family to McDonald's, sit down huh. and have the meal I inside. didn't. I didn't know that they had the screens. You can't order from a person anymore. You can, but you you know you have to wait for it. It's um it's not the main way to order. And uh, yeah. there's also the app. And uh, not that I have the app, but if you have the app, you get like fifty percent off an ice cream cone every week or. Week oh, look at you! You being Allegedly. in the know, in the yeah, Mickey D's uh, know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, new federal data released earlier this year. Um, Shows inflation is slowing with consumer prices leveling. Retailers expect to offer deep discounts for the holidays, um, even at Target. But restaurant prices remain on the uptick, especially at fast food chains. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reported that fast food prices in October jumped 6.2% over the past 12 months. I wonder how much of this is due to the um, that deal that Gavin Newsom helped pass that um, fast food workers are going to earn more money. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that they're anticipating that. Uh, expect this sticker shock at your local fast food joint to continue. Uh, once chains boost their menu prices, they never go down. Uh, it's kind of like uh, like every industry, right? Um, I I went to I want to say it was Carl's Jr. in Daly City. Um, I don't go to fast food all, like that very often, but um, I I just wanted a sizable burger, right? It was like eighteen nineteen dollars for a combo meal. What? Yeah, I mean they they have sizable burgers, but still, like that's a lot. That um, is way too much. I mean, what's the point of fast food? First, to get it fast, but it's also cheap. That's why yeah. people go there because they don't want to pay an arm and a leg. They don't want to sit down for a $20 burger at a restaurant and take 20 minutes and pay more and pay a right. tip. They when just want to get in after, and get out. After I mm-hmm. went there, I should have just gone to In-N-Out because at least it would have been fresh, like real, real food. Um, as we mentioned, Chipotle raised their prices again 3% in October. It's the fifth uh, increase they've made in the uh, last few years. Californians can expect Chipotle prices to jump even more next year when the state implements the new fast food law. Yep, that's what I was mentioning. That will trigger wages to jump from um, about uh, $4, $4 to $20 an hour in April. Um, mm-hmm. In the latest earnings call in October, McDonald's said it expects to raise pr- menu prices in the U.S. by about 10% on top of the 10% yeah. last year. Come on. When you look at the average check of not just McDonald's, but the wider industry, it's significantly up. Um, well, good. Maybe people will stop eating food like this. And, yeah. you know, that'll McDonald's be good as well is saying that California prices will go up next year uh, due to this the, the change in the law. So, um, so I... There's a salad I love, and sometimes I don't buy it because it's so expensive. Mm-hmm. It's like a $13, $14 salad. By the time you leave a little tip on the iPad when they flip the iPad around, you've you're end, you've ended up paying $15, $16 for a salad. And so yeah. I always think a magical uh, salad. it is really, really good. But <laughs> would I rather pay $16 for a salad or $16 for a Big Mac and French fries? I'd rather pay it for the salad, Yeah. right? And so then hopefully, you're gonna be hung- but then you're going to be hungry again in a few hours. I hope not. Remember Subway's $5 footlong deal? The chain backed off that decade-long promotion in 2018 after getting pushback from the franchisees. And re- it returned in 2020, but consumers had to buy two sandwiches to get that price. Mm. Um, franchisees set their own prices, and we provide guidelines to help balance value for our guests and franchisee profitability. Same thing with those dollar menus. They'll, they changed it to like $1, $2, $3, and there's like nothing yeah. for a dollar. Um, but anyway... So, yep, uh, get rest, uh, get used to uh, prices going up. It's going to keep keep going. I am going off script. You ready for this? Oh, you're going rogue? I'm going rogue. You're going rogue at when we're supposed to break? What's Oh, 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 is this a salad? 
this is not the salad. Oh. This is a different salad. I don't want this salad. Let this me tell you. Big. A Connecticut woman is suing the salad chain Chopped, claiming she found part of a finger in her salad at the company's Mount Kisco location. Finger? Chopped is right. Somebody chopped it right off. A lawsuit filed in the state Supreme Court in Westchester County alleges that in April, Allison Cozy realized she was chewing on a portion of a human finger that had been mixed into the salad, according to uh, somebody filing the lawsuit. I'm telling you, this is the grossest. The suit says it came from a manager who had sliced off part of a finger while chopping arugula. How do you not notice? (laughs) How do you not notice? You're like, oh, let let me finish packaging up this salad. No. And the minute you cut off part of your finger, whatever you've been working on is immediately done for, right? Yeah. It and goes how do you on identify to... if you were to eat that. Like, how would you know what that was? You just see like a little. Well, I think you chew on something that doesn't taste like. You know, we all have the. You're like expectation. This tastes like human. This tastes like no, human. we ha- we have the expectation days. of the texture of what a salad tastes like. You know the particular crunch of the lettuce. You know the and particular. And then the manager's like, "Oh my crunch god, of a oh crap! My, the, I I didn't notice the the end of my finger is gone." It was a different kind of crunch, okay? I'm just saying. The lawsuit says the manager left to receive medical attention, but the contaminated arugula was left on the service line and served to customers. Cozy claims she suffered a number of complications as a result, including shock, panic attacks, trauma, stress, nausea, neck and shoulder pain, and is seeking unspecified Don't monetary you think if you damages. Had an accident in the restaurant, you'd shut down that table and it would have to be deep cleaned and sanitized. You wouldn't just keep processing the it wasn't I mean I okay, so I can see maybe if you there's cut off fishy, a, there's something fishy going on. If you there'd cut be blood off, everywhere. If you cut off a finger this focus would be on the injured party, right? And everyone rallying around, oh my gosh, let's get you to the hospital. Oh, call 911. Oh, whatever, whatever. Your focus is not on the food left on the service table, right? Yeah, but I think step two would be like, hey, that's where did that happen? Oh, okay, there's blood everywhere. We need to clean that. Like, Apparently, let's get back to the arugula processing. It would appear step two was not the priority and did not occur. According to this woman who says she took a bite and was chewing on a human finger. I would say that would cause me distress. I would not be able to stop thinking about what that felt like in my mouth for a while. Well, you know what we have to do because of that? We need to take a break. Okay, we can do that. We need to take a break and stop thinking about chewing on a finger. That's gross. (laughs) This is the After Party Live. The After Party Live is underwritten by our audience. And without you, this show wouldn't be possible. If you can contribute $10, $15, or $20 a month, it would keep this party a rockin'. The PayPal link can be found in the About section of the YouTube channel or at the bottom of the show description. Any dollar amount is appreciated, and it all adds up. On behalf of Kim and myself, thank you for your consideration. Aloha, bitches. It's the After Party Live. My finger doesn't taste bad. Oh, man, I mean- <laughs> Move on. Oh, five dollars super sticker from Doug. Gosh, Doug, you're awesome. Thank you, Doug. Thank you, Thank Doug. You for so, us so, the so much. Story, Doug. Uh, yeah, we appreciate that. And um, also, I think we had some other super stickers. Am I right? I'm having trouble getting to them. Yeah, uh, Julie. Yes, 
Julie $5. for five dollars. Yay! And Beth, Beth for, $10. for ten. Woo! And Wes for five. And we had Flo for ten. And Doug and for five. We want to thank so ongoing cool. contributor Karen K. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you, Karen K. And whoa, this just in. Lori from above the bar from Lori Daniel from above D. The bar. Happy Thanksgiving, John D. Thank you. Sorry I'm running yeah. behind today as usual. Well, you run a very successful bar, the Red Lori. Jack in San Francisco. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Happy and thank you, Daniel D. And thank you, Lori, from uh, the Above the Bar. We appreciate it, of course. Uh, we love your bar, and we love you. And thank you for being a huge part of this show. We, I recommend the Kimikaze. The Kimikaze is awesome. Yeah. Don't tell uh, Mark, but I recommend <laughs> the Kimikaze. We're really grateful. Thank you so much. It's so nice of you guys. Um, okay, let's talk about Stephen Colbert, who got... I call it the John Daly treatment only because this actually happened to you. Yeah, he he was out for COVID. I think what, they had a whole production like a month ago or two months ago, and now he his appendix has ruptured, um, and so he's out this week. They had to plan the whole week of new shows, um, but uh, Stephen Colbert called in sick. Uh, he announced on Threads Monday. Is that where everyone's announcing things now? That he has to cancel this week's previously scheduled uh, new episodes. As he recovers from surgery, sorry, this is what he said. Sorry to say that I have to cancel our shows. Um, I'm sure you're thinking turkey overdose, Steve, gravy boat capsize. Actually, I'm recovering from surgery from a ruptured appendix. And that did happen to me. That's no joke. That um, that hurts. <laughs> well, it can be fatal. Yeah, and I didn't really, I didn't know what was going on. And I was like on the floor of the bathroom with like stretching my stomach, like in agony from the pain. Oh, um, man. And I didn't know, I didn't know, like, I didn't know what had happened, right? And um, uh, not to go into a long story, but I had mentioned before that my previous doctor was kind of arrogant and dismissive of my pain because my pain was on the wrong side for an appendix uh, problem. My pain was on the left side as he looked down. It should have been on the right-hand side. But that happens from time to time. And uh, before I got the CT scan, nobody knew what it was. Uh, so if you ever have mysterious pain or anybody you know has mysterious pain in their abdomen, get imaging done immediately because uh, as soon as they do that, they know what's going on. Um, Colbert added that he's grateful for his doctor's care and extended his gratitude to his wife, Evie, and their kids for putting up with him. Um, this was a big deal for me. I was in the hospital for four days. Maybe his mm. wasn't as as bad. Um, he says, going forward, all emails to my appendix will be handled by my pancreas. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, last month, he had to cancel due to uh, COVID. Um, so, uh, rough, rough go of it. For yeah, Colbert. he's having some health issues going on there. Yikes. Yeah. I well, do not you know what? A ruptured appendix. No, I'm glad he's okay. You know what today is? Is it Tuesday? It is. Is it Travel Tuesday? Hell yeah, Mockingbird's back. It's Travel <laughs> Tuesday. Tuesday. We have Tuesday stories for real. It is. Not only is it Travel Tuesday, I got to keep that to a minimum. Because uh, <laughs> Karen, Karen doesn't like that voice. Karen doesn't like that voice. It is Travel Tuesday, and not just on the After Party Live. It's Travel Tuesday for everybody, because today apparently is the day where you get discounts. Oh, it's on catching on. Flights. Did we start a trend? I think we... No, they did it last no. year. They were before us. No. I thought we started a trend, but it turns out, no, no. it wasn't. Uh, this is Travel this is Tuesday, a string of travel offers across uh, the internet, uh, package providers, airlines, hotel chains, they've all lowered prices. Many more deals ended uh, Cyber Monday. Companies, though, apparently kickstarting it or extending the sales for Travel Tuesday. So uh, 
There will be more discounts on flights, hotel stays, related travel deals from airlines and operators around the world, from Ryanair to Hawaiian Airlines, they say. Look at that. From the cheap to the acceptable. Yes. Uh, so if you've been book holding off, they say, on booking your holiday, wait no longer. The Travel Tuesday is here. And travel there's some Tuesday good deals. Good, dude, thank you, Mockingbird. There's some good deals. So Ryanair is confirming extra deals for Travel Tuesday. They're so instead offering, of $20, it's like $10? And it, they're offering $10, a 10% off flights between Ireland and the UK, as well as to the several. You can't carry your own bags. Do you get all the bolts and straps for your, your seat? No, they usually leave one of the rivets out, I think. Virgin Holidays, we're kidding. Virgin Holidays extended their Cyber Monday sale. Customers can save 200 pounds per couple with the code HOLIDAY150. Virgin Hotels... Or like the the currency? Currency. Okay. Virgin Hotels are offering 30% off hotel bookings. Wow. Made between now and the end of the year. The Hyatt Regency Hotel Group is offering members 20% off stays booked before December 5th for travel travel before April 30th. Marriott Bonvoy, 20% off as well. IHG Hotels, several other airlines, including Spirit, Southwest, you get 30% off base fares. Delta, 300, or they're offering Sky Miles and up to 300 off hotel and flight bookings. Frontier, Hawaiian Airlines, Alaska, uh, Aer Lingus, uh, Air New Zealand, Singapore, Qatar Airways, all of these. Also, uh, cruise ships are on sale as well. Cruises. So, um, a lot Wait, of cruise ships are on sale. So, that, 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 yeah, you get the whole canceled. ship, you get the, all to yourself. That, was, that cruise no. was canceled, the three year cruise. Maybe they can buy the, a cruise ship now. The cruises are on sale. Oh. Oh, yes, it. not that the three-year cruise. The cruises are on sale. You don't get the boat. Um, perhaps, maybe there's a boat sale somewhere, but not here. Anyway, there's a bunch of tips to save big money on Travel Tuesday. You can find it all online if you do a little search. But if you were looking to book something, maybe now's the day to scout around and see if there's somewhere you want to go. Book your trip for later in the year even. But what if you're Gen Z and you want to visit your family? <sighs> well, you might not be able to make it home for the holidays this time. Mm-mm. That oh, is no. because a recent <clears throat> oh no, a recent Credit Karma survey found many Gen Z Americans with student debt. <laughs> Gen Z Americans. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not Italian American. I'm Gen Z American. I'm a Gen Z American. If you have student debt, you're likely not able to afford to travel home for the holidays on top of your student loan payment. Nearly a third of Gen Z survey participants said they are relying on their parents to pay for their travel expenses. Of course they are. A consumer financial advocate at Credit Karma says holidays can cause a lot of financial stress for people that are struggling to make ends meet. So a lot of young people just can't afford the ticket right now, even with the Travel Tuesday deals. And so they're going to sit this one out. It doesn't seem like anything new. Like when I was in college, many people got help from their parents uh, mm-hmm. to come back. Um, yeah. You know, because the mothers so. and fathers wanted them to visit. Um, right. But yeah, I don't think that's anything new. No. Um, anyway, uh, that was our Gen Z story. This story is v- kind of strange. Uh, this is from a UK airport. Um, their bus shelter, it's been called the bus shelter prayer room. It's being ridiculed online. It looks uh, like a bus shelter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Rome has St. Peter's. Uh, and Cambodia has Angkor Wat, and now joining the pantheon of must-visit places of worship around the world, the UK 
The UK's Bristol Airport has revealed a new prayer room, which suspiciously looks like a bus shelter with a multi-faith area sign stuck on it. Even Seriously? more so because it's located inside the airport's free waiting zone, a passenger drop-off and collection area. Located just off the Silver Zone roundabout, the new area provides customers with a private space to reflect and pray whilst waiting to collect friends, family, or loved ones at the airport posted on uh, Thursday on X, the social media company formerly known as Twitter. Are we still saying that? Uh, as it debuted photographs, unsurprisingly, users were quick to share their own reflections, not all that privately. Our thoughts and prayers are with the airport's social media manager. Um, yeah, so they ripped they ripped them to shreds over this because it, yeah, not very luxurious. I don't think this is a house of God. This is ridiculous. A Why do you need a prayer bus shelter? Yeah, they should have put it inside the airport. I think SFO has those. I mean, shouldn't like the, it be they like, have like the nursing room? They have the religious room. They have the like at the hospital where you pet, have like a little area. There's a little chapel in yeah, there, a chapel like or a, something. That's not a but here room. you've got like the diesel fumes. You're like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> praying to Allah. And... It does not look like a very comfortable <laughs> hong, 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 hong. place to pray. Yeah, no, no. Although no. maybe you could meet some interesting people in there that are like-minded. So you know, it happens. Mm. This is not a church wedding. You could say. This is a hobbit wedding. It was supposed to be a hobbit oh, wedding. in the Shire. Yeah, in the Shire. It was good, right? It was a great yeah. plan. It was going to be so fun. It was a dream hobbit-themed wedding. Mm -hmm. It was, yeah. I mean, this was going to be the, the event of the season until a canceled transportation had to cancel the wedding. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Pacific Venture Adventure, which is part of P&O Cruises Australia fleet, was sent packing by officials that was after it was found to have concerning levels of organisms and biofouling on the hull. So they couldn't allow it. Bio, it's fouling by biology, I guess. That's new, right. That's a new word for me. Biofouling. Mm -hmm. And they were. Too many organisms to bring in. The cruise is canceled. So Janine Sheriff and Kyle Risk from Sydney, Australia, had to cancel their Hobbit wedding. They say they were heartbroken. They had been ready to meet their family and friends at the film set on New Zealand's North Island. Yeah. They were going to get off the boat. They were going to go straight to Hobbiton, have Hobbiton. their wedding, and then head straight back to the boat for the rest of the honeymoon. The pair it's pretty decided cool. if, you're, if you're ever in New Zealand, go check it out. It's cool. It's worth. Have you it. seen? It, have I mean, you been here? Have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, there. It's obviously it's tourist pricing, so you're going to get mm -hmm. hit, but it's worth it. That's cool. Do they allow you to go inside the little Hobbit house? Uh, one of the doors is open. Yeah, so you can kind of like go and take a photo. Cool. Well, yeah. this apparently they were massive Lord of the Rings fans, and so when they found out that the cruise they were on was going to stop here, they said, "Let's do a wedding package," and. They started planning this wedding, took all the time off from work, had all the nearest friends and family coordinate to be in New Zealand at the exact time. And after they got the news, it was so depressing. They said they got a selfie from their family and friends at the site in Hobbiton that they should have been on about 20 minutes before they had to turn the boat around. It would have meant a lot to us, they said, as it was a beautiful setting. So that's you know, it. Here's a pro tip. Don't plan anything important around a cruise or a cruise schedule <laughs> going forward can we all get on the same page about More that canceled cruises yeah well i mean in theory it would have worked out who knew it was going to be biofouled 
Well, but I mean, there's so many things with a cruise that could go wrong. You know, could have been co- delayed. COVID, COVID shut down. How many mm-hmm. times have you seen like you know norovirus? Like, yeah, uh, don't don't plan something that like I'm sure they didn't get their money back, right? Well, so. after that, kind of after the uh, they were denied entry into New Zealand, the ship made its way back to Tasmania, and the couple accepted complimentary tickets to fly back to Sydney, and so they got married there. They've also accepted a refund of half of their cruise fare. Eh, all right. Yeah. Well, they're from Sydney, though, so yeah, not, not a big so deal. They got married back at home, so it's all right. <laughs> like, well, that's not that exciting. It would have been a cool wedding, though, getting married at Hobbiton. Yeah, this next story I'm doing uh, just to be nice. Uh, oh, this is. Uh, Can there not be very... a picture? Th- is this the picture? Because I don't want well, the other picture. This is a uh, a man from the UK claims spider eggs were laid in his toe. A man has received hospital treatment after claiming a wolf spider laid eggs in his toes while on holiday. He was celebrating his 35th wedding anniversary in France when his toe turned purple overnight. Oh, God. As he was traveling on a cruise, this is another reason, don't go on a cruise, (laughs) he visited the (laughs) ship's doctor and was told that the swelling had been caused by a wolf spider. Um, But the wolf wolf spiders... um, he said wolf spiders were incapable of laying eggs inside humans. Um, the initial report was based on information given to Blake by a hospital, which referred uh, to a Peruvian wolf spider. Mr. Blake uh, told radio, uh, B- BBC's radio that he had bitten while he, he and his wife were having a meal outdoors. After his toe began to look infected, medical staff cut it open with a scalpel. And um, I'm going to oh, skip the details, but, you know, stuff came out. Um and Mr. Blake claims Ew! spider eggs. Spider eggs were in the liquid. I'm I'm not going to show you the photo. This yellow. No, I don't want to see it. Photo. Don't, so don't do this, it to me. Once you, you see you something like go. that, you can never unsee it. Thank you, you for go. that. I'll take the red toe. Good. Okay. Back in the UK, Mr. Blake was treated at a hospital <laughs> and was given a course of antibiotics to reduce swelling. He's set to make a full recovery. Uh, so an expert has disputed Mr. Blake's claim that a spider could have laid eggs in a human foot. Um, Dr. Sarah Goodacre from the University of Nottingham said. I can't possibly see how it would be true that all this, all this, you know, considering what she knows about their biology, um, the eggs, sacs, they take a while to spin. The spider's venom is not uh, necrotizing and it's designed to paralyze a fruit fly, not a human. Um, she said that when a wolf spider lays its eggs, they're kept in a substance that looks like a ball of cotton and uh, which some species carry on their back. So it sounds like there's yeah, suspect. It's, it's yeah. a suspect story. Um, but, you know, it happened on a cruise. So I just want to further... Uh, um, uh, bag on cruises. <laughs> now, it is true that I have seen people that maybe um, didn't have feeling in their legs or toes or had a, an injury, an open wound as well. Yeah. And a fly can lay eggs in that wound, yeah, right? Little, because little, maggots little, eat little. dead flesh. So that I have personally seen in like, hospitals. Like fingers and mm-hmm. salads? No, not like fingers and <laughs> salads. No, no, Let's move no. on to this next story. Um, before we do, thank you for being with us on the After Party Live. And if you could please click the like button, we would totally appreciate it. And if you could click yeah. the subscribe button if you haven't subscribed. If you well, could share an episode or yeah. a short video um, or on uh, Facebook, yeah. that would help us get uh, new members to make this effort sustainable. That's right. Yeah. Back to Travel Tuesday. There is an Back electric... <laughs> There's an electric ferry that could set a new standard around the world for clean public transportation. This is a cool thing. Oh, this is boy. a Look at it. It's cool. Wow. It's called a Swedish hydro ferry. 
right? Wow. Yeah, and it's there it is, whipping through Stockholm's uh, area here. This electric boat maker, Candela's new P-12 vessel, barely makes a sound as it glides over about three feet above the water. Its developers are hoping this ferry, they just unveiled this week, will bring a new era of waterborne public transport in cities around the world. And it could help lower carbon emissions for cities with waterways. This high-tech ferry from Sweden, they hope, could set the new standard. They call it a real leap forward. Because the energy savings by going airborne on the foils gives them speed and the range needed to make it work on batteries. It can carry 30 passengers at a maximum of 30 knots, which is about 35 miles an hour. Very uh, much faster than other electric passenger ferries. And it does this with its carbon fiber hydrofoil wings that lift the boat out of the water, reducing drag. So that's how they happen. It's so high-tech and weird-looking, isn't it? Coming to the Bay Area in 2050? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it'd take that long, wouldn't it? The technology reduces the energy per passenger by 95% compared with diesel ships currently transporting passengers across the picturesque Stockholm uh, Bay or archipelago, made up of tens of thousands of islands and scaries stretching out to the Baltic Sea. The added benefit this vessel is exempt from the 12-knot speed limit in Stockholm because it leaves no wake. Mm. Waves made by a boat's displacement through water that increase with the speed and could swamp other vessels or help erode the shoreline so that it can go faster. The P-12, still in testing mode, it is set to enter service in uh, in July between Stockholm and Ekero. Uh, and the city center as part of a nine-month pilot project. They think this ferry will cut the travel time from Ekero by conventional public transport by almost an hour. So pretty cool. Um, what is a scary? You said it was uh, out in the scaries? A scaries are uh, groups of islands, I want to say. How do you spell that? S-K-E-R-R-I-E-S. We're both looking it up at the same time. A scary is a small rocky island. Wow. Created mm -hmm. through glaciation. Most of the Scandinavian yeah. coastline is cut into thousands of these little blocks of land. Little jagged bits of coastline are scaries. Yeah. Kim, little, look at you. Little scaries. With the deduc deduction. Very deduction. Cool. Yeah. Um, I have a, I'll show you a picture of scaries. Here's what it looks like. I was thinking like spookies, like Halloween. Oh, the scaries? No. Like, the creepies and ooh. the scaries? No. Scaries are little islands. Who knew? You see, this. these are the things that you learn, you learn on the After Party Live. We go away today inspecting our salads twice, <laughs> keeping our socks on on the cruise ship, and knowing now that scaries are little outcroppings of islands. There yeah. it is. Those are yeah, scaries. Very cool. Yeah. Looks like a lighthouse or something on the bottom one. Uh, yeah. yeah. So when you're getting a salad and they ask you what, uh, what source of protein you want, yeah, be careful what you use. That's yeah. Cool. Go for the chicken, right? <laughs> yeah, not something that tastes like chicken. You want the chicken. Uh, this next story is about workaholics, and apparently uh, this guy looks like he's over it. He's workaholics done. are addicts and don't really enjoy their jobs, according to research. Uh, previous studies have shown that workaholics commonly experience a sense of unwellness, often in combination with negative emotions such as hostility, anxiety, and guilt. Oh, when, no. Um, when, uh, and guilt when don't do as much work as they would like. Uh, 
yeah, whoever wrote this needs some help too. However, new research shows uh, that the mood of workaholics, people who suffer from an addiction to the work, is generally worse than that of others, even when they're doing something that they're passionate about, like their dream job. Uh, the negative mood observed in workaholics may indicate elevated daily stress levels and could be the cause of a higher risk uh, of these individuals to develop burnout and cardiovascular problems. This sounds like me, my last God. job. <laughs> Wouldn't you say? Could you concur? Horrible. Uh, furthermore, uh, considering that workaholics often hold positions of responsibility, their negative mood could readily influence that of colleagues and coworkers. This is written about me. This poses a risk that organizations should seriously consider intervening to discourage behaviors that contribute to work work uh, workaholics. Uh, to find out how addicts feel when they're working on the team, uh, a university team here performed a psychological test on 139 full-time workers. Uh, they analyzed the mood of these workers throughout the day using an app on their phone. They collected data uh, that show that most workaholic workers have on average a worse mood than the others. So it does not appear to be true that people who are addicted to work derive more pleasure from their work. Quite the opposite. The results seem to confirm that. As in uh, other forms of behavioral and substance addiction, the initial euphoria gives way to a negative emotional state that pervades the person even while at work. I don't like that. That's not yeah. cool. I mean, I guess maybe there's something in someone's personality that makes them prioritize work above all else or makes them or a certain amount of like pride and workmanship or ownership or, I mean, we can all know. have pride in it or want it to succeed and want say to your put coworkers time in... are being laid off like year after year after year and there's more and more pressure more work to do yeah that's true people to do it yeah i don't know but workaholics tend to take everything on themselves and yeah. i don't think they're people that often delegate right like they don't or maybe they don't Take, have the ability to delegate because maybe the only person above them is a boss, allegedly. Yeah. I don't, I don't know, <laughs> but I, that kind of breaks my heart to see people, you know, hating it but having to do it anyway. So yeah, let's go I to a happier know. story about peng penguin, penguin. See these little dots on this penguin? All these yeah. little speckles, speckles, yeah, speckled yeah, yeah. penguins. They're not for nothing. They're for a good reason. Mm. African penguins, it turns out, may be able to tell each other apart by the spots on their plumage. Mm -hmm. Oh, they're like barcodes. Yeah. Or yeah, QR they codes. Are. Exactly. <laughs> Scan, scanning, <laughs> scanning. Ah, you're John. Got it. Yeah, got the it. The assortment of black dots that decorate African penguins. Well, they're penguins, all wearing the same clothes, so you need something, right? You need a differentiation. Exactly. Yeah. They even have the little same eyebrow peak. You know, uh, they might help the birds tell each other apart. This is the first documented time that animal behaviorists and psychologists have pinpointed a physical feature that a bird species uses for visual recognition. The findings described in a study published in the January 2024 issue of the journal Animal Behavior. In birds, they say, distinguishing individual flock members is primarily based on auditory cues, not visual cues. Some right. parrots distinguish their offspring with squawking, equivalent of individual names, they say. This new research is one of the first studies to show that birds can actually use visual, visual cues more than scientists previously believed. So, like, your pattern of dots t is, you know, tells you exactly who you are. Oh, kind of cool. I love um, it. On my my penguin outfit for uh, Halloween, uh, I had some like it, it got stained. So little did oh, I know no. I was actually just identifying myself. 
You were. Did you write John in it in uh, tequila? Yeah. No, right, right. no. <laughs> I mean, that would have worked out. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I thought that was so interesting. And look at if you look at all their. If you're uh, with us by podcast, I'm sorry, but we're looking at the picture, and you can see all the different smatterings Google of it. dots and how. Yeah, join us later. Take take a look at the picture. How you can see all these little dots are completely different, almost like little birthmarks, right? Very cool. Well, yeah. we have to do the, ne the next story because it's in the uh, the title of the show. Um, this is a story about mysterious witch bottles that appear that have been appearing along the Gulf of Mexico, and researchers are avoiding opening them. Um, so this uh, this guy's discovered the latest bottle on a beach near Corpus Christi, Texas. It's the eighth bottle found in that location since 2017. The item was filled with gooseneck barnacles. Mysterious quote, witch bottles have washed up on the Gulf of Mexico and researchers um, are afraid of them. That doesn't make sense to me, but okay. The researcher found the items on a beach near Corpus Christi. As we said, the bottles get their name as they come from an unknown sender and have often have weird items inside them, including what some fear are spells. Ooh. These are, these are scientists? Really? Um, a recently <laughs> discovered witch bottle contained gooseneck barnacles is clustered on the glass, meaning that the artifact had been in the water for a while. Um, this interview with, uh, Fox news, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> they oh, said is that why eight... it's suspect. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. They yeah. said, uh, it's sus. It's sus. Eight witch bottles have been discovered since 2017 and he does not get creeped out by them, but he will not open them because they are s supposed to have spells and stuff. Um, what? <laughs> this is a researcher. From whom? <laughs> Tunnel's wife is also not up for taking any chances and told him that he can bring the shells inside, but no spell bottles. Um, yeah, the, this seems a little weird, but um, this is the third one here. Um, which bottles are a common discovery in the UK and can be filled with items like hair, herbs, or they say herbs, plans, uh, nails, or bodily fluids. That's gross. Nearly 200 bottles have been found over the years uh, in walls, dung piles, and buried underground. Back in the 16th and 17th century, there was a powerful belief in which witches and their ability to cause illness by casting spells... Um, but the evil spells could be fended off by trapping them in a witch bottle, and if properly prepared, could actually reflect the spell inside it while also tormenting the witch. Because of this, the witch would have no other option but to remove the spell and allow the victim to recover. Yeah, huh. I, don't, I don't. I don't. What's all the stuff in there, though? Is it spiders? Those and look like yeah, those look like bugs. Seeds. It looks like seeds, maybe yeah. parts of a plant that had come apart over time. I don't know. Yeah. And so why do I, they think there's a spell in there? Is there a little roll of paper? Yeah, there could the, be. Is it like a yeah, genie in a bottle? Like the minute you open plans. it, the bad stuff is released? Yeah. I'm, this guy has a YouTube channel, so I'm guessing that maybe it's just for the publicity. Oh. And uh, maybe we're doing him a favor. Some of the bottles he discovered uh, were what he told Fox News were real thin yellow vinegar bottles manufactured in Haiti that have sea turtle bites on them. Um, there's also the possibility yeah. that bottles fitting the description could be coming from the Caribbean or South America. Anyway, I thought that was weird, so that's why we're talking about it. That is it's really, weird, really interesting. We're going to mention it. If it, it is a little weird, I got to say, that's a weird one. Um, let's talk about the holiday swivel. Have you heard about this? No. This is the, the method by which you extricate yourself from a conversation. All right. Oh, and they call it the secret weapon for family holiday gatherings. Well, maybe you have a mom that's a little critical. What? Not Allegedly. Allegedly. You know, sometimes it happens. Yeah. Love you, Bev. But there you go. And maybe you, you want to get yourself out of a conversation. And and so you do the swivel. Right. So here's how it goes. 
This is an example of the swivel. They say the formula of the swivel is elastic. You acknowledge what the person is saying, you show appreciation and empathy, and then you use an and statement or a while statement or an implied and and then a new topic. So basically it's a redirect. The same mm. swiveling technique can be employed during dicey holiday banter. She calls it, the author of this uh, book, The Art of Mingling, calls it sidestepping. But here's the example. Say you've been out of work for a long time and your uncle asks you how your job search is going when you just really don't want to talk about it. So you say, it's coming along, but right now I'm searching for some of those delicious looking crab puffs I saw going by on a tray a minute ago. Have you had any of those? And then you follow it up with a question. So to reinforce your swivel, oh, okay. you quickly follow up with, what's your favorite holiday food? So it's not a physical you swivel. I was, thinking, I was thinking you act like a lazy Susan. You just turn around. You, you just did. You swirled it around. You said, yes, No, no, and. I mean physically, physically. Oh, no, so no, I no. Have a, I had the visual going that you were just going to swivel. It's a verbal swivel. Doesn't what talk it is. to you. Mm-hmm. So if someone t- starts talking about a COVID vaccine conspiracy you'd rather not discuss, you take the conversation in a more broad, less contentious direction. Say something like this. Well, I myself really haven't seen any of that. But speaking of health... Can you believe how well Aunt Maria looks tonight? You never would believe she was 85 years old. It's amazing, right? Um, Someone asks you, did you get your bonus yet? You can pivot with, oh, we're off duty. It's a party. What exciting holiday plans do you have in store this year? So all these ways to kind of change the focus of the conversation and get out of it, get out of whatever it is that you're not interested in participating in. It's the art of the swivel. It's best to start from the assumption that those nosy questions are coming from a place of genuine curiosity and aren't malicious, and then find a way to immediately swivel right out of it. Well, that was a great story. But you know what else is great? What else is great is acknowledging the contributors to the show, which we want to do. We want to thank Flo for $10, Wes for $5, Beth for $10, Julie for $5, Doug for $5. Lori about the bar, the Red Jack Saloon, $35. We love you at the Red Jack. Thank you. And ongoing contributor Karen Kay, the ongoing contributors who contribute every month. It's so generous. And that's uh, why the show hopefully will become sustainable by the end of the year. And we keep bringing it to you live. (laughs) Kim and I will write it and then we'll do it live here on the After Party Live. Have a great afternoon. Have a great afternoon, you guys. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.